Hey, dear listeners, Celeste here. Welcome to this super special Podcast of Annihilation episode from Venture Maidens Podcast. A couple quick notes before we begin. Thank you so much to Don't Split the Podcast Network for making this recording possible, as well as our incredible Patreon donors. We couldn't have gotten here without you all. Also, on a personal note, since I was a small child, it has been my dream to work with Wizards of the Coasts. Not a normal child's dream, but there is my what-do-you-want-to-be-when-you-grow-up confession. I am so overwhelmed and grateful to have been part of this project, and by gum, I hope you enjoy this episode. That's it from me. Now, here's the show. Hey, everybody, welcome to this super special episode. Uh, This time, we're taking a little detour from our usual programming and bringing you an episode for the Podcast of Annihilation stream. So the Venture Maidens, of course, are so excited to be a part of this, and we have some truly excellent guests from some of my personal favorite podcasts joining us tonight. But I'm going to start with my own intro. So my name is Celeste Conowich. I will be your dungeon master tonight. I am Brittany Quintero. I'm playing a war- another warlock named Bryn. She's got a younger sister named Ashwin. Uh, and I'm uh, Nassim, and I'm playing a, a wood elf ranger named Samir. What's up? My name's Sage. I'm taking a break from Kara uh, the Barbarian this evening to bring you a much more refined and elegant lady by the name of Dresden, who is a drow monk of the shadows. And of course, we have our first guest this evening. Say hello, Brian. Hi, everybody. My name is Brian Oxer from the You Meet in a Tavern podcast, where I play Carl with a K. And tonight I will be playing Mutt, the half-orc barbarian. So stoked to have you here. And of course, our second guest this evening, uh, Mr. Drew. Hi, this is Drew Tillman from Taking Initiative Podcast. And tonight I'll be playing Rowin, the Wood Elf Ranger. I love the way you say that. It brings a little classy element to this game. Get some flavor. Uh, all right. <laughs> so tonight we're going to be stepping away from the world of Venture Maidens and delving into the jungle lands of Chult. So a little bit of background for all of you. Uh, In that true one-shot fashion, I'm having you all in a position where you already know each other. You are all part of the same expedition that has been sent to the jungle island of Chult, a place of danger, a place of magic, mystery, screaming monkeys, crazy goblins, mysterious jungle poisons. But you, in particular, have been sent on a very specific quest. You all come together to form an expedition to the Isle of Chult, a tropical place rumored to be home to a wide array of ancient ruins and hidden treasure, funded by the renowned archaeologist Dr. Artemis Brown. So the group of you set out for the port of Nyanzaru, which is a port city on the edge of the island that conducts a ton of trade. It's ruled by a bunch of merchant princes, so it's kind of uh, the only city in the midst of this jungle island jungle island so after arriving you had spent harrowing weeks mapping the deadly jungle slaying foreign beasts and following fragmented clues you managed eventually to find the ruins of the fabled lost city of omu in pursuit of lore and treasure at the behest of your benefactor your party wound their way deeper and deeper into the ruined city the last thing you all remember 
is the acrid stench of a strange fog filling your nose and the sounds of hissing, mocking voices in an otherworldly language that you don't quite understand were moving closer to you as the whole world went black. So, that was the last thing you all remember. The next thing you experience... (laughs) Let me open the book. I get to read so many paragraphs for you tonight, guys. Yeah, classic <laughs> one-shot openings. I hope you rehearse these monologues. Oh, <laughs> don't do me like that. <laughs> no, you just get the, the shitty first version. We get it raw and uncut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, the stench of sweat fills the humid air. You are chained to the wall of a dark dank, partially flooded pit. Other prisoners whimper nearby, lit by faint torchlight from the hole above. You all are divided into two of these prison pits. So in the first hmm. pit, we have, we have, I'll read names and then this will be a good time to describe yourselves. So in the first pit, we have Samir, Dresden, and oh my god, oh, Ramun. Was that it? Did I do it? Ramun? Raun. No, there's Raun. an in there. Raun. 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 We have Samir, Dresden, and Raun. So, uh, Nassim, if you want to take this opportunity to describe Samir and maybe a little bit about yourselves, this would be a great time. Uh, he's a simple guy. He has a, He's a family man. He has two kids, boy and girl. Every once in a while, he goes on the road to help support the family and go on an adventure, maybe. What do you look like? He's tall. <laughs> or are you like probably mid 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 like hot dad? You're just like hot elf. Dad. Not really. Like <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's got that elven dad really. bod, which is still way hotter than a regular human bod. <laughs> he's like this kind of like eerily tall, very lanky kind of guy. Not necessarily good looking, but he's he's got great heart. And lots of, that makes lots of him, joy. That makes him, like, low-key hot. <laughs> low-key hot. I'm just picturing low-key hot, just... you know? The more time you spend with them, they get super hot. He's the guy you end up with at the end of the rom-com, not the one you started crushing on at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then Dresden, why don't you describe yourself? All right. Dresden, she is looking on the little bit of uh, the older side for an elf. Um, she has got this glistening almost perfectly black skin as she is a drow and she has pink eyes and her hair is very long and silver and kept very nicely in a series of braids um, that come together to form one big braid in the back. She's only, she's a, a short 5'1", <laughs> so she can be, she's very quick. Nice. All right. And then Ryun, right? I did it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> You got it. Uh, excellent. <laughs> He's also tall and lanky, and he wears a lot of browns and grays, the kind of clothes that would blend into camo. things. Uh, he has a lot of scars. Yeah, camo, <laughs> essentially. Uh, and he's got a uh, like a weird head wrap thing mm-hmm. that just kind of hangs around his neck at the moment. I was going to say, Dresden looks at all of you and says, of course they put all the elves in one room. <laughs> The elves have to go in their own pit, their own prison pit. You're not good enough to be in our pit. <laughs> but the three of you are not alone in this pit. There are two other prisoners that are chained up to the walls in here. One of them appears to be a goblin 
But this goblin is completely unconscious at this point, and you can see that his grayish-green skin is covered in these orange and yellow paints that have been striped on his face, but it looks like over time, you know, it's like clown makeup that you haven't cleaned off in like 12 hours, you know, it's like all crusty crusty and peeling to his face, and his little goblin head is just hung, and he is... Yeah, completely, completely out of it. (laughs) And then chained to the other side of the pit is something you all have encountered or at least heard of uh, in your travels in Schult. It is a fire newt. So it appears to be, it's about a medium-sized salamander. Uh, That skin burns with a golden orange light, and it is just staring viciously at the three of you from its chained position. All right, and then in the other pit... We have the rest of our adventurers, so that is going to be Mutt and Bryn. The two of you are chained up in this pit. Um, so, Mutt, would you like to describe yourself? Sure. Uh, so I'm like mid-20s, about like 6'3 and 250. Kind of dirtied, gray, uh, looks like I haven't taken a shower in about a week or a bath. I've got a giant tattoo on my forehead that reads Mutt. I was... I- <laughs> I was exiled from my pure breed orc clan for being a half orc, and they tattooed me mutt when they kicked me out. Aww. So drama. Yeah, they're mean. Aww. Oh, they are known for that. Okay, and then uh, Bryn. I am a. How would I know? I'm I'm an, I'm an Aladrin, so my scleras are totally black. I have very light blue hair, kind of like sages <laughs> in real life, and very 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 fair skin really lithe and waifish. And then my sister looks very similar to me, except her hair is pale lavender. And she's dressed all in black. So Brittany there is referring her character. Her character has a sister named Ashwin, another Aladrin who has been in your party. So traveling with you for the last few weeks, Ashwin is actually not in the pit with you at this moment. Oh, sorry. I'm very stressed out about this. You can't see her at all. So in this pit, there are actually two empty sets of manacles chained to the wall. Uh, And then a third one contains a humanoid figure. Uh, You actually recognize it as a tabaxi. So a one of the cat people. And it is dressed in these very garish kind of assortment of colors. So maybe like a performer's outfit. And it's sort of just lolling in and out of consciousness, looking completely exhausted. And then the two empty manacles. So, uh, you guys are in a 10-foot deep pit that is 10 feet wide. So, each of these pits has five sets of manacles, some occupied, some not. And above you, you see an iron grate. So, and a thin kind of green light streams down, so you're not in complete darkness. But you can see far up ahead of you a stone roof. So... What would you all like to do? What is the pit itself made out of? Is it stone? Is it just dug in earth? It looks like stone, but not built stone. It looks like a volcanic rock, almost. Okay. Hmm, it's porous. So, and of course, none of you have your weapons or armor with you. We're in two different cells, but we're seeing the same thing? Yes. Identical pits. And you can hear sobs and cries coming from somewhere around in the room so it's safe to assume that there are prisoners up above you or maybe in other pits oh can i do a uh, perception check to see if there's anything i could use to pick pick my my chains or my manacles 
That's going to be a 10. So looking around, the the bottom of the pit is strewn with like loose rocks, things of that nature. You actually see some gleaming white shards that look like bone shards on the ground around you. I want to use Mage Hand to grab one of those bone shards and pick my oh, mandible Oh, shit, Mage Hand. Okay. So do you want me to use a roll for Slate of Hand? Boom, shakalaka. That's going to be a 16. Yeah, so your manacles boop, pop right off. Um, that was that was a pretty easy lock to break. So standing... Oh. Uh, I'm going to go pick Mutt's locks as well. Mutt, do you have anything to say about that? Get me out of here. Let's do this. Let's get people. <laughs> shh, 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 shh. They might, somebody might be around listening. Hold on. Okay, sleight of hand. That's going to be a 15. Yeah, so uh, the manacles pop off of you. And the tabaxi across the way is like, hey, 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 look over here. Wait, you need me. If you spring me out, I, I-, I can totally help you. I, I-, I know my way around. I- I- I've been in here before. I don't. Hey, I don't know about that. Um, bring look, that magic over here. Come on, Mutt, bring that magic hand. He's I look, on something. Don't I look over him. at Mutt. Mutt, what do you think? Looks like dinner to me. Oh no, no, that <laughs> that cat meat I, makes you real sick, man. Real, real sick. Especially you, big boy. No nope. insight. It's doing that thing where it's like breathing with its mouth open in cat fashion, like <laughs> staring at you with its giant green eyes. I have no idea what that. I'm not. I'm allergic to cats. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> I I only rolled an eight for insight. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's obviously panicked, and it really wants you to get it out of there. You're not sure if it knows what's going on here, but maybe it has been here. You're you're just not really sure. I trust Mutt's advice, and I say we should get going. <laughs> We can come back for the tabaxi. Let's try and find the rest of our party. Wait, 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 wait. No, hey, I hey, you so. can't leave. If you leave me down here, I'll scream. I'll scream real loud, and those guards will come back. I turn over at the tabaxi, and I'm like, everyone's screaming down here. And God, I'm so evil now. Yeah, let's figure out a way to get the fuck out of here. The tabaxi is just like, starts sobbing. And it, it looks at you, and it goes... And makes this horrifying sound that travels up like ricocheting through the pit. So on, oh in the other God. pit, uh, you all hear that howling noise coming from somewhere, but it kind of gets drowned out almost by the, the sighs and crying that you hear coming from all around the room. So just another sound in the symphony of pain and suffering. Justin rolls her eyes. Yeah. <laughs> and this cat is just screaming. It's not stopping. I want to walk over there and punch him in the face and knock him out. Oh, yeah. Roll the hit and get advantage because your your foe is restrained. Yes. 18. 18. Yeah, you clean clock this thing. Uh, It just takes one blow and its tiny little cat head flops over (laughs) and it goes limp. Lunchtime. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Who's got a torch? Uh, nothing like roasting something in a pit. Am I right? <laughs> it's been marinating for quite some time. <laughs> so, so the two of you are now free from your manacles, and we'll we'll figure out getting out. But we're gonna jump to the other pit right now. What's going on in pit number two? Uh, can I see how the manacles are attached to the wall? Yeah, so looking at them, it's just like one ring uh, above your head that's been driven with a spike 
into the middle of this rock. So it doesn't seem particularly secure to you. And all your manacles really are is a chain that's threaded through and then two manacles around your wrist. And the chain is just connected through the hook. Cool. Can I plant my feet on the wall and yank on the manacle, the spike? Yeah. Go ahead and make a strength check for me. Let's see how that works out. It's a 15. Yay. A 15, you you shake and you're planting and you're like shoving your chains against the wall, shoving your body against the wall and trying so hard to pull and you see the spike give a little bit and some dust starts to come out of the wall, but you're still not quite there and you're straining with the effort of it and you actually hear laughter coming from the fire newt on the other side of the room. It's just like, <laughs> and it spits out a little cloud of fire. <laughs> I don't disgust. Like it. Oh, <laughs> so cute. What that is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and now you're real sweaty, <laughs> but you're still not free. That's fair. All right, so uh, I'm kind of all right. I'm gonna curious. I'm kind of curious if this will work. If it totally doesn't, I totally understand. But Do it. because Let's I'm see. a because I'm a six level monk, yeah. um, I have the ability to step from one shadow into another when I'm in dim light or darkness. As a bonus action, I can teleport up to sixty feet. To an unoccupied space <laughs> that is also in dim light or darkness. <laughs> what the so, shit is that? Uh, that's called a game breaker. So, that's amazing. Go, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, motherfucker. Okay, so, yes, you are in a shadow because you're in a pit. So you're going to jump to another shadow. Do you have to see the shadow or can you just bamf? You're just like night crawling. I like to think that she bamps. <laughs> um, it's unoccupied space that I can see, so within yeah. sixty feet, so I just go. <laughs> yeah, you do it. Where are you gonna bamf to? Just on top of probably on top of the grate because that's the only place you can see, right? Yep. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> that seems entirely unfair. So as the the fire newt is laughing and your elven companion is just struggling trying to get his chains off the wall, you go. Pop, and uh, I imagine a little poof of air comes out, and yes. uh, you find yourself standing on top of this grate. So let me describe to you the rest Ooh, okay. of the room. <laughs> okay, now I can read this paragraph. Muffled sobs and moans rise from four pits with circular iron grates covering them. A chain hooked to each grate stretches over a pulley bolted to the ceiling and coils around an iron winch set into a nearby wall. Iron manacles dangle from hooks on the south wall. To the north, a faintly glowing stone disc covers the floor of an otherwise empty alcove, and carved into the top of the disc is a serpentine symbol. So that's what you see. Oh yeah, so as you're looking around this pretty large chamber, you just see that in the west wall there's a portcullis that is separating this room from the next. You see the weird glowing stone, uh, and there appear to be no guards in this room. I call down to you, and I say, um, I open the grates. You just <laughs> focus on getting out of your manacles. Oh. Uh, do you see a key anywhere? You can at least lend us a hand. We're a bit tied up down here. But um, And the fire <laughs> newt, the fire newt goes, yeah! <laughs> I'm, really, I'm really into these NPCs. Yeah. I really want to bring them with us. <laughs> yeah! Can I make a, a search check around the room to see if I can find a, a set of, like, uh, keys? Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead, make an investigation check. Um, that is a 16. 
Ah, okay. Uh, 16. So you do not see any like keys on hooks anywhere, and none of the guards are in the room, um, so you don't think. But okay. you're looking at uh, the series of pulleys and winches on the uh-huh. walls, and it looks like uh, each one of those winches would probably, it attaches to the iron chain, um, oh, and it looks okay. like they would use that to lower and then probably lift. Right. Okay. And I say, don't worry, I think I have a better idea. Okay. Uh, let's jump over to the other pit. I misty step the fuck out of there. Because I have a cool thing also too. can bamf. Elijah. I love this bamfing out and leaving yeah. your companions in the pit. It's okay. We're team players. Uh, no, I was... Yeah, I, I bamf up there. And it doesn't have to be in shadow. It just has to be... We've created a new visible. verb. <laughs> yeah, you bamfing. It's been around. You <laughs> climb some beautiful <laughs> shimmering misty steps. As you go and you make like a little spiral staircase for your for yourself um, as you just travel upwards. And you see your friend and boon companion across the way from you pulling with winches on the wall. So the two of you see each other. Sweet. We like I mean, can we air we high can, five? We can like, we can real life. You can actually I help you out. High. I actually high five. <laughs> yeah, so you two were in the pits uh diagonally across from each other, so there are okay. actually two other pits in the room with grates on them. Yeah. Um, I want to yell out for, well, Ashwin's very mute, so I, well, I want to help get everyone out, and then I want to look for Ashwin, so, yeah, I help winch up. Winch it up. Fine, so you're going, but it's, like, hard work to lift up. You think probably one of these grates was probably about 70 pounds on its own of just iron, and as it lifts, it kind of, like, shakes precariously on the iron hook, and you manage to slide it halfway off. And your monk friend, you just weren't expecting it. So the grate just like drops shitty and it actually catches and it hangs at a diagonal angle. And the fire newt in the pit is like, like as it looks like the grate was probably about to to fall down. (laughs) Good. So you think you're probably going to need some help to get that up. But but in your your half-orc companion now, you are just at the bottom of a pit. There's no grate in the way. Excellent. But you're You're still 10 feet down. (laughs) You're like seven feet tall, right? You can just fucking jump up, <laughs> right? I can I can climb up there, right? Yeah, make an athletics for me. That would be a twenty-one. Hell yeah, you do it. I jump. Th- I bamf up there myself. Like, do I yeah. get to bamf? You do. <laughs> Absolutely. Excellent. You make a sick landing, <laughs> and you're like, I didn't even need magic, right? <laughs> I yeah. look over to you and I say, Can do you think you can help me pull this great great off this hole? Yeah, let's do that. All right. Uh, so between the two of you pulling, I'm not going to make you roll yeah. check. Uh, you totally, you lift up the grate. And uh, so now we just have our two wood elves at the bottom of the pit. Uh, Samir is going to try to do basically what Brown <laughs> has been trying to do. Uh, pulling the chains out of the wall, but in a much more flourishing and fabulous way. He wants to do a, like a, like a <laughs> back flip <laughs> onto the wall. <laughs> and land like vertical against or parallel to the floor and yank the chains off the wall. All right, I got you. Uh, first, I will have you make your performance. Check. Performance? Or uh, acrobatics, if you want. I mean, if athletics? you know. But I, it, well, I mean, first it's for the flash. Okay. We're going to roll for flash. Okay. <laughs> and then function. Will the be wow second. factor. The wow. The shazam. Okay, then nine. Okay, uh, and then roll for your function, so that'll be athletics. <laughs> oh, that's that's 18. 
Okay, uh, so you you do it. You manage to pull it out of the wall, and you're going up and trying to kick your leg up and make it look really cool, but you kind of just twist yourself over the chain, and it just looks like a hot mess, and you just use the body, the propulsion of your body falling out, (laughs) manages to rip the chain, but you land on your ass. Well, I planned all of that. So, Samir, after that just gorgeous display of buffoonery you. Uh, you. you managed to spring yourself free so now you are free from your manacles at the bottom of a 10 foot pit and your monk friend is standing over you I'm pretty tall myself how I would want to try to climb it out I guess sure so make an athletics for me oh and I offer uh, when I see you try to jump up I like offer up my hand to, like so you can reach and like Oh hell yeah. Use the help action. Even better, I got a 27. Sweet. Uh, so you do it. Did it. So you do it, yeah, between the two of you. So now you are all unbound. You are at the top of the pit. You are in this large room with the two other prison pits around you. You can still hear screaming. And uh, the fire newt at the bottom is like, eh, humans. And it's standing at the bottom of the pit. It's screaming up at you for not helping it. I stick my head over and I'm like, I'm not human. We do that in tandem. <laughs> yeah. It hisses and breathes fire at you again. None, none of us are human. <laughs> you all look the same to us. That's really funny. I need to find my sister, Ashwin. Yeah. I'm frantically looking so, for yeah, her. Make, I want to uh, look through the grapes. I got a natural 20. So it looks like in the other pit... You see three humans are down there, and they look like they're dressed in sailor garb, but two of the manacles down there are empty, and as they see you, they scream up like, help, help, let us out, let us out, we pro- we'll give you everything, we'll give you gold, I know, I have a treasure map, and they're screaming at you, and you run o- ignore them and run over to the other pit, uh, and look down, and you see four empty sets of manacles, and then um, a woman who is chained and passed out. You do not see your sister in either of these pits. Uh, panic takes over because I, my sister needs to be found. But I keep, I just look at everyone. They all, everyone knows how much I care about my sister. So you guys like can read on my totally. face. Like, yeah, if you guys want to chat and figure out where do we go now? Should we... I mean, you all know that my priority right now is finding Ashwin. But so I have spoken. Do, my so vote. we don't know why we're in here. Can I do like a, a investigation in the room? Sure. Or, or we know why we know why we've been captured. So you all remember, you were all sent by your patron, who was an archaeologist, to explore the lost city of Omu, which was a fabled ruined city in the midst of the Chult jungle. You had explored a ton of ancient ruins and were looking around, and then suddenly you had been accosted by some kind of weird fog had come upon you, and your vision had started to black out and go hazy, and you remember hearing the hissing and laughing of uh, some strange snake-like creatures emerging from the ruins, but the mist had just Mm. completely made your mind go to black. If you guys all want to make history checks, maybe, to see what you've maybe picked up since being in Schult. Nine. Four. Seven. Fifteen. All right, half-orc stepping in here. (laughs) All right, barbarian. (laughs) Well, you're a bounty hunter. You know. Yeah, that's right. So you heard in a tavern... Uh, this rumor that somewhere in the jungles there were yon tea that had set up oh, these establishments and it's not uncommon it's like a ghost story told to children that if you stray too far 
the Yonti will crawl out of their holes and get you. And uh, with all of that slithering and their weird arcane capabilities, you're pretty sure that you've fallen prey to the Yonti. Does everybody want to make nature checks on Yonti to know what's going on there? To if you if you choose to relay this information, half orc friend. Yes, I'm clearly going to relay the. I think we're captured by the Yonti guys. Just letting you know. I got a twenty-one. Yeah. They break out the heist. Let me see if we have a fun paragraph from wizards to read for you today. Yay! Okay, Yonti. <laughs> Jesus, Nassim. <laughs> All right. Yonti are devious serpent folk devoid of compassion. From remote temples and jungles, swamps and deserts, the Yonti plot to supplant and dominate all other races and to make themselves gods. I'm not going to read all of their things, but I'm just going to read the titles of some of these big paragraphs. Uh, Forsaken humanity. Serpent kings of fallen empires. Cold of heart. False worship. So I don't even think I need to read those to you to give you kind of a the zeitgeist of the Yonti people. They sound like nice people. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah they're yeah. super stellar. Invite we, them we, to your birthday party. They throw really great barbecues. <laughs> yeah. They yes. wow. <laughs> Good thing wow. we have a cat to roast. Yay! Right? <laughs> All right. So uh, that is what you know of the Yonti. They are mean, they were powerful, and they usually work in societies. So if you are, have been captured by the Yonti, you are probably in a Yonti temple or establishment or fortress. <laughs> You're in a Yonti establishment here. Here I say. Where all the Yonti functions are held. I hope it's been raided by the Better Bureau. Say. <laughs> Let's get the fuck out of here. I want to find my sister. Uh, yeah, and- I want to go check out that porkhole and that weird glowy yeah. stone. So yeah, to the west of you. Is that the only door? Two yes, is a portcullis on the western wall. Um, so you could creep up to that and see uh, what's going on in the next room because it's latticed, sort of like the gate coverings were. And then there mm-hmm. is that big glowing circle in the alcove to the north. Those were the only two distinct features of this room. I'm assuming the portcullis has been... It is down. down. Okay. Yes. And you do not see a lever on this side. Um, yeah, but I want to go check out that, uh, yeah, the weird glowy stone in the in the alcove to the north. Sure. I can do Eldritch Sight on it. Yeah, it's... Uh, I don't burn a spell slot with it, but I, it's detect what magic. What do you see? It is super magic. <laughs> you know it is transmutation magic <gasps> i think this might does that mean it might be a teleportation is that you're getting that sense i touch it it glows as you so you like crouch down and you like put a hand on it and it glows a little bit <laughs> you slap it yeah <laughs> you're like crouching like a kid poking it and it like glows up i i lean i lean on it like like in Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> Breathing on its tummy. Pull a Sam Neil. <laughs> it definitely uh, responds to your touch by glowing a little bit brighter. Everybody, get around here and touch it. <laughs> it responds to everybody who touches it the same. Aww. Yes. It just lights up. <laughs> Go ahead and make an arcana check for me to see if you have any idea. Ooh. 
Ooh, ooh, ooh. That is a motherfucking 25. Oh my god, that is exactly what you needed. Nice. As you are still... <laughs> oh, wow, uh, that's crazy. Um, So as you are looking at it, kind of experiencing, looking at the flows of magic, you think that you understand how to activate this, and you're sure that it goes somewhere else, but you get the sense of multiplicity somehow. Like, it's more complicated, but but you know that you could definitely transport yourselves and other people. I relay this feeling to everyone. Uh, Dresden feels a little bit better after she she was thinking in her mind, oh my god, I think she's on drugs. As <laughs> 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 you're, like, touching the snow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Communing with it. So, yeah. How big is the stone? So the stone is about five by five. So you could all stand on it. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. Let's get up there. Okay. So you're going to activate the stone. Yes. Okay. This is fun. Scotty, beam us I get. Out. I get to roll a d4. Oh, boy. Oh, I don't like those. Those never end up well. What? No, it's awesome. Last time you rolled a d... We all rolled d4s. We were on a fucking tropical island in different areas. Um, Brittany, that's not canon for this game. <laughs> I was going to say, I hope Ashwin turns out better than Jill. Oh, missing sisters. Ugh. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, yeah. Poor. Yeah, she was a pl- plot oh. device. It's fine. Okay. All right, I'm going to roll my d4. <gasps> rolling, 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 rolling. Interesting. I rolled a four. What happens? What does it mean? <gasps> what does it mean? Double rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, you all feel this strange kind of tingling sense crawl across your skin, and you get that sudden jolting feeling in your stomach, like right as you're about to drop on a roller coaster. All of a sudden, as you feel yourselves being teleported, being transported to somewhere else. And let me flip through some pages here. <laughs> Will it be a five-star hotel in Hawaii? <laughs> you uh, win. Your timeshare starts now. Oh, boy. Actually, not too far away from nice hotel. So, this is what you see. Shadows dance over this opulent bedchamber. Cushions lie in one corner, and decorative shields line the walls. Treasures are heaped around the room. Gold and silver coins, a gilded harp, a jeweled wine flask, pillows of silk and fine clothes draped over wooden mannequins. To the east, an engraved stone disc is set into the floor of the alcove. To the west, a rectangular steel plate mounted on the wall is polished to a mirror-like sheen. So you all are standing on the disc in the eastern side of the room, which is identical to the one that you just came in on. And to the west is that steel plate that looks like a large mirror. Um, And then, of course, you see the decorative shields around, and this looks like a noble's bedchamber is it dusty no it uh it's very well maintained very well manicured um there's actually the scent of perfume in the air there's lots of opulent like silks draped around sort of gives you like a uh arabian nights vibe in the decor we see decorative shields are there any like decorative decorative weapons or anything there are <laughs> so you don't see any obvious weapons hanging around, but if you would like to make an investigation check to search the room, please feel free to do so. Oh, Samir, before we start searching the room, Samir wants to dart and go for that jeweled wine sack. He wants it. 
<laughs> the wine <laughs> Give me that wine It's one To bring o'clock. home to wifey? Yeah. For, for me, mostly for my adventures, <laughs> I need to drink with style. You have a very fabulous dad. He, yeah, he is. Your king, king dad. <laughs> I got an 18 on my investigation. Okay, you pick you pick up this. It's called a a Sembian wine flask. Ooh. It is worth fifty gold pieces. Wow! Damn, that's some expensive wine. Okay, and then what did you get, Brian? Twelve. Okay, uh, so searching around the room, Brian, you find yeah, you kind of pull open like a wardrobe, and you just see more fancy clothes. You do find a lockbox in the bottom of the wardrobe uh, that you easily open up, and it's got a shitload of gemstones that are just stacked on top of each other. It looks like rubies and sapphires, emeralds, but you do not find any weapons in the room. I'm going to take that lockbox with me. Yeah, Uh, you're not even sure, but you would guess, I mean, hundreds of gold pieces worth found in this box. Uh, and then, uh, so that Dresden rolled the 18, and looking around, you actually find hidden under one of the cushions uh, in the bed Ooh. is a leather-bound spell book. <gasps> Fabulous. I picked it up. It is written in a super weird language. Uh, so you find that, and uh, then actually you also find um, in one of the nightstands that you open up, you find it, you pull out a cube. So it is a cube about the size of, so you can hold it in your two hands, so about the size of a soccer ball, except it's a cube. Uh-huh. And uh, engraved on all six sides appears to be this frog creature that's wielding a spear. Oh, it's a fucking Rubik's Cube, <laughs> but with, like, no, so frogs instead of colors. More- <laughs> <laughs> it's more like a just a dice in the same image as okay, all the okay. sides. All six sides. Okay. Okay, so it's soccer ball sized frog die. Alright. Cube. Wow. That is very strange. Um, if you want to make a nature check on the totally. image. Alright, I got a nineteen on my nature check. You actually recognize this thing. You have run into them hunting through the jungles before. This thing is a grung. which is a frog person. They live in large tribes. They're very vicious. (laughs) Very, very brutish. Have their large tribes and they worship their own gods and have their, you've had some weird run-ins with these things. Could I make a, could I make a, like a a religion check to see if this is like a revered grung or if this is just like a regular old run of the mill (laughs) shit. You know what? And uh, take advantage on that since you've run into grungs before. Alright, um, I got an 11. You, you actually recognize, you've seen a statue of this before. You accidentally all walked into a grung camp one time, and you saw a wooden edifice of this same grung. You recognize it because it has all these, like, weird kind of horns on its head that the grungs you've run into haven't. So you recognize that this has been an idol that you have seen, though you don't specifically know what god or figure or... Right. Historical figure this might okay. be. I throw that in my knapsack full of jewels. <laughs> <laughs> Jewel it goes clink clink. They're so cute. It's hard to imagine them being like evil. Oh man. They're <laughs> arrogant as shit. They have like oh. their tribe wars and they want everybody to worship them. <laughs> I That's love that just... picture. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. It what makes the me fuck? like you know when it's something so cute that you want to cry and squeeze it to death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just want to pack yep. it. Oh. <laughs> Uh, Puppets like 
squeeze it until, like, the air bubble, like, comes out of their throat. I don't, think, goes, I don't think I know this, this feeling that you're describing. Oh, really? I don't know. Maybe, like, when you see a little dog, so. like, just, a, like a corgi, and you're just like... I got a smurf I never wanted to crush a small thing. Maybe it's, it's cute. Like, this is okay, but, like, attacking a tabaxi or whatever, like, dear God. No. That, that makes you a monster. But let's squeeze the frog and dog to death. <laughs> now we know where the the floor is. Hard, yeah, yeah hard cut. Anyway. All right, so, in this room, there do not appear to be any exits. Um, as rangers, I've never been able to say that before. Uh, as rangers... And with our natural exploring senses, does that mean that when we don't get, we never get lost? Can so I, you I never know, get find the way out. Can I just know the way? What out? What is your terrain? Your favorite terrain? It's not opulent bedrooms, is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it might be. They, I think I, I picked. I think um, desert and mountain. Yeah. So that means that in that specific terrain, you can never get lost. Basically. Okay. Being being inside is like bane to rangers. Ooh, I would like to examine the clothes and see what kind of person, what kind of a humanoid they were made Interesting. for. Interesting. Okay, go ahead. If it's if it go ahead and make an intelligence for me. Fifteen. Okay, and then let me look at the book. Ooh. So I can answer your question. Ooh la la. When you have to reference the book, that means you're on to something. Oh, but or you're also running a module, and Celeste is just shitty. Forget, <laughs> dude. Modules are hard. I tried running modules. They are. They're so much harder than me just making shit yeah. up, which is what we usually do on the yeah. Venture Maidens podcast. Listen to me make shit up. Um, okay, Sage. There are no yes. pants. <laughs> oh my god! Are we in Donald Duck room? <laughs> it's Donald Duck. No, no pants. This would be screwed. It could be. It could be Winnie the Pooh. Just a lot of well. little blue yeah. tops. Are there, are there jars of honey <laughs> left <to> strewn? <laughs> Did they tell you we're in a yanti den? Oh, yes. Can I put it together that uh, we were talking about the yanti, and I was like, oh, they have snake bodies. Mm-hmm. So you know so they would logically not wear pants. You know that. Well, or they wear skirts. You know, <laughs> I mean, how would a snake wear pants, really? <laughs> <A sport. laughs> you know that there are a lot of different levels of Yanti. Some of which, typically, the least powerful ones have a humanoid shape with legs, and typically, okay. the higher level ones. So, the more powerful you are, the more you resemble a giant fucking snake in Yanti culture. All right, all right. So, I get the feeling that we're at least in a upper level moderately yeah. powerful person's room because there are no pants <laughs> so that's a funny way to equate nobility but <laughs> yes peasants wear pants uh, <laughs> oh yes exactly oh they're britches i'm not wearing pants right now Until- i mean I just <laughs> yeah if you're powerful you just don't wear pants <laughs> who's gonna tell you to put pants on? that's like a whole like side <laughs> social commentary there no <laughs> Podcasting is for people who don't want to wear pants. Exactly. And radio of all kinds. All right, let's keep going. What are we doing? I want to snag a shield off the wall. Sure, sure. Take it with me. Oh, um, actually, check out that mirror. Would your sight still be on? How long does that last? Ten minutes. I mean, I can cast it whenever I want. I don't lose. I can literally cast it a billion times. Okay, I turn Eldritch sight on. What do I see? 
God damn it. Okay, so Sage, let's start with you. Uh, so you're looking at the steel mirror. Uh, it looks like it just is this large piece of steel that has been polished significantly. Um, you look around it, you don't see or feel any trapdoors or anything on this wall. Did you want to make a search for the rest of the room for the walls? Okay, make an investigate. 14. You're going around and you feel that the southern wall, there's something weird about it. Um, I point out to you the kind of strange place on the southern wall that I feel like is, I don't know, it's where the stone about it is different, and I ask uh, you, is there perhaps some kind of uh, magical effect on this wall over here that- I look at the door. Or the wall. (laughs) You do get a vague magical signature, but it's like looking through something. So you think there's probably something on the other side of the door. I'm gonna take my shield and barrel straight at the wall as fast as I can. Okay. Try and bust through. I endorse this. Uh, Make an attack roll for me. It is good to have a big thing around. 11. Okay. uh, (laughs) uh, Well, he goes flying backwards as you make contact with the stone wall and the shield kind of rattles and your arm like reverberates with that horrible (laughs) feeling of metal as you just boom, bounce backwards and you feel a little bit silly as you land on your butt. (laughs) Well then. Nothing happened. Would anyone else like to make an investigation? Or are we still going to rely on the 14? No. D- DM eyebrow raise. Four. I got a 17. I got a 13. Okay, 17. You figure out that there is a secret latch at the bottom of this door, and you see that you can slide the wall open. Oh. With my dispel or uh, detect magic, does still assuming it's still on, is that magical aura now that the wall has been lifted can i let me describe things to you in front of you as this opens up you see like the the wall was a solid foot thick and that there is still that shimmery kind of curtain in front of you now you see the the magic itself looks misty so almost like a thin tapestry in front of you of magic Mm -hmm. um that's like porous to light is kind of shielding you uh from seeing exactly what's on the other side of this room it's like a it's like a waterfall is in front of your face. Uh, Arcana right. check to see what the fuck that is. Okay. What does it mean? I got a fourteen. So it looks like a hologram, basically. So you think there's probably some kind of illusion there? Oh, well, I say fuck this illusion, guys. Let's go <laughs> walk through it. Okay. So as you walk through sure, it, you go first. <laughs> you feel you feel nothing because um, it, it wasn't really there. And as you like turn around real quick, you see that there was, it's a false tapestry that's been hanging on the wall, uh, built to disguise where this thing was. Uh, and you see this image of a humanoid snake yonti person, uh, wielding this giant flaming sword, like top of rocky cliff. It's like Napoleon. I walked, I walked through this with my hands on my hips, guys, like. (laughs) Cool. There are 500 yonti in here. What? You die. Oh, God. Uh, well, <laughs> game over. Like I thought well, you were serious for a moment. I was yeah, like, no. I literally was like, uh. I'm sorry. Such a good run, everybody. <laughs> God, such a good DM. And that concludes our podcast of <laughs> yeah, Annihilation. Yeah, there we go. In Annihilation. We did it. <laughs> All right, so, okay. Four pillars support the vaulted ceiling, and steps ascend to an iron throne carved in the likeness of a hydra, 
Painted on the wall behind it is a large blue triangle. To the south, an engraved stone disc is set into the floor of an alcove. A ten-foot-wide opening in the east wall leads to a flooded cave. So it appears you are standing in a throne room of some kind. So the eastern wall falls away, and you see like a flooded cave system beyond it. In the western wall, there is a hallway leading off. And then in the southern wall, there is another alcove, identical to the alcoves you have stepped in holding a teleportation circle. So you guys came down, you are on the north side of this room, and right in front of you is a raised dais carved to look like a hydra. It's this really glorious, cool, five-headed serpentine thing. Super impressive with the throne atop it. It is impressive. I want to move and peer down the hallway seat and just see if anybody's in the hallway. Absolutely. Can you all actually make perception checks before you move in to get a specific one? Oh, okay. God. 26. I got an 8. 17. 22. Modified 20. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody except the 8. You all hear faintly in the distance the sound of a large gong ring out one time somewhere and you get the sense that it's somewhere to the west of you so probably down that long quarter way but definitely not in the Mm -hmm. room you're in and you actually all begin to smell something in the air like the air has changed from that pit room you were initially in and kind of the Uh scent of like a spicy almost like an herb like smell has begun to fill the air that you didn't notice before Makes me think of, like, when you step into a gym. Oh, God. <laughs> with, like, a with oh, poor God. ventilation. God. I was, about to, I was about to ask if it's, like, is it, like, food smell or, ba- like, <laughs> It's, smell. like, if you stepped into an apothecary shop. Oh, okay. That's so nice. So that, that sudden okay. assault of, it's not, like, unpleasant, but you can also tell there's, like, you know, when there's damp mushrooms yeah. and, like, herbs and okay. it's, like, a weird Musty, spicy. Mix. Yeah. Good, good, good. And then uh, our friend creeping forward to do a further perception check. Go ahead and are you trying to be stealthy? Yeah, I just kind of want to peek around the corner, sure. see if any anything is in the hall. I got a 16. So you see this hall actually extends down for a long ways. So this is just a, a long hallway and it's ringed with these glorious kind of tapestries. So you get the sense this is probably like where they lead guests in and they have to do the impressive like walk to get to the throne room. And there is a carved set of double doors on the far, far end of this hallway. And they are hanging actually slightly ajar. And the first thing you glimpse Mm. is just this red glowing light coming from the inside. And as you're staring around, it seems to, it's almost like the inside of a volcano uh, that fills the room. And you have a hard time from this distance puzzling out more about it, but you see vague rocky shapes in a large cavern just through the peak in between these two doors. Hmm. So these doors effectively, the hallways, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45 feet long. So you're looking at quite a distance. So guys, uh, looks like we're alone for now. There's nobody in this hallway, at least. Maybe we should just see what there is to find in this room. That's where we had the gong coming from, right? Yes. I think we should... I agree. We should check out this room, and then I kind of want to check out this flooded cave. You guys want to go check out this cave? These caves? You want to check out the caves? The caves? <laughs> uh, I actually want to go caves, up. These caves? These caves right here? Caves. The Hydra? 
and I want to poke around and see if there's anything else. Cool, there. make an investigation check at the altar. Oh, that's real bad. It's fine. <laughs> okay, hang on. <laughs> it's a snake! <laughs> Put the water hands! Um, I think it's stone. <laughs> oh no, don't look at it. <laughs> You're just like rubbing your body on the wall. <laughs> like... <laughs> I've got an itch. I gotta scratch it. Hold on, guys. I love how we're like checking these rooms out, guys. <laughs> I was like thinking about it. Very really good. We're, we're very, we're we're very physical investigators. Yeah. We also don't seem to be too pressed. Wake up in some pits without our any of our gear. And we're just like, hey, like, hey what? <laughs> Where is going on? Uh, okay. <laughs> so, Drew or Rainun. 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 As you're looking around, you're just kind of poking, like, under the dais and everything. And you see it's built up on this raised kind of block platform. And as you're, like, examining the clawed feet of this hydra, you actually feel your ankle grabbed by something and you see a gray hand with these long nails pop out from underneath like this shadowed space and wraps around you and you actually feel a wet sensation as this long spiral pink tongue lashes around damn it well can i step on it Uh, (laughs) let's roll initiative uh this is gonna be bad no it's gonna be great I got an 18. Um, no, it's gonna be real bad. I got a modified 20. Modified. I got a 15. Yay! Mutt got an 11. <laughs> bum, bum, Poor old Mutt. Nasima 22, Sage 20, Brit 18, Brian 15, Drew 11. Brian, Brian yeah, Brian 11. I, okay. I'm sorry, male voice. I'm just so confused. <laughs> <laughs> you males, right? What are, who what are, are we you? Two males all sound the same. <laughs> Boys who want to play D and D, right? Whatever. What Never happens. Sure. Um, <laughs> Drinks wine. Okay. Yeah, I'm getting ready. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Break yourselves. So, Drew, as you are poking around, um, and this tongue attack lashed out at you, you are actually going to take. Some damage for me. No, I'm gonna lose my really nice, nice health. Oh, that is six damage as you feel this barbed sort of tongue and the hand like grips into your feet. And you see there's actually an arm extended from under, so it looks like an arm is just going he and like reaching out and attacking you from under the dais. Like a cat pod or a- I'm having flashbacks to Evil Dead. All right, so we're going to skip down to Sage. <laughs> it's your turn. All right. So this weird hand that is reaching out and grabbing at, was it, uh, Raoun? Raoun. Cool. I would like to go over and try, and I want to try and grapple the hand. Ooh. Okay. I love it. Are you going to arm you're gonna arm wrestle the hand? Yeah, I'm gonna try. Uh, maybe it's like a creature. Yeah, make an opposed strength. Maybe. And what did you get? I got a thirteen. Oh, that's cool. I only got a ten. Oh, thank God. <laughs> so you go ahead and you grab this hand, um, and you just like kind of pull it out, and you see the rest of this gray arm come and shoot out and you like pin it again so mm-hmm. you see now uh, a shoulder and a vague head kind of come out and it's this p- 
pale, kind of ghastly looking thing um, that is now stuck like mm. halfway in between and lets out this kind of sound. And you hear an echoing from like two other of these things, distinct voices you can hear from under the dais. All right. So now, all right. So now that I've got his, now that I've got him grappled, mm-hmm. I would like to uh, an unarmed strike for my for my other attack, and I want to try and like hit a nerve to maybe try and like knock it out. Yeah. Are you like Ty Lee <laughs> from Avatar? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> I want to disrupt its chi. <laughs> all right. Ooh, that's actually it's pretty sweet. Twenty two. Hell yeah! Roll your damage. What, what? Eight damage. Ouch. And then since I've just taken the attack action, I'm going to use my flurry of blows and spend a key point to two make to make two more unarmed attacks. Yikes! Oh! Alright, yeah, 27. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, another eight damage. Oh my god. And then I got a... a 15... Yes, that will for my last attack, and then nine damage. Can you tell me how you killed this thing? (laughs) (laughs) Right on. So yeah, I've like grabbed it. I've grabbed its arm. I've like I've dragged it like halfway out, and then with my other hand, I'm just like beating senselessly into its sides and where its like ribs would be, and then like take a final like shot at where I think its kidney would be, and it just goes... <laughs> yeah, so you've just been dragging it out by the arm as you're going, and as you're striking it repeatedly over and over again, you feel just squishy flesh and bone. Drew, you, you feel that tongue go limp and loose that was wrapped around your ankle from before. And you hear these... <sighs> sounds from the other creatures underneath this dais. Uh, wow. And then Nassim... Well, I mean, what is left? What? <laughs> so there are two of these creatures that are still clearly hiding underneath here, but it is up to all of you if you want to Run. back up. They, d- yeah, it's up to you. <laughs> we just we just fucking bounce. Seems like they're they're stuck. Maybe. I mean, we are in the tomb of yeah, annihilation. Like leaving is a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, how are we leaving? So you have the secret door to the north. You have another portal to the to south. The caves. If we're looking for Ashwin, I think we're probably better looking towards the teleport, right? She's not going to be in the flooded cave, most likely. Can you all make perception checks for me again? Ooh, 22. I rolled an 18. 19. 15. Okay. 13. So a few minutes have passed since you heard that initial gong ring, and now... That has fallen silent, and you actually begin to hear the sounds of many voices rising in a slow, rhythmic chant coming down from that west hallway, Mm. speaking in this horrible, horrible sounding language that none of you understand, but you hear hissing and clapping coming down from that illuminated room to the west. Could I make a a religion check to see if I would have re- be able to like maybe had had heard of any like rumors of terrible yanti rituals if they're like sacrificing people to their gods or whatever. Absolutely. Uh, nineteen. Oh yeah, the yanti are big on human sacrifices, specifically. Yay. 
not only do you know that um, many people are captured by the Yonti to specifically be used as either slaves or in these dark magic rituals that they conduct, it's very mysterious what exactly these rituals are, but there's, you know, Mm. if people are captured by the Yonti, they they typically aren't coming back. And these voices that you're hearing, this is probably some kind of dark ritual going on. I, I say to you all, what if Ashwin's been taken and is being used as a sacrifice in a Yanti ritual? I, I have heard terrible rumors about things that they do to their sacrifices, and perhaps that is why she was not with us in the This stops Bryn mid-stride, like middle of the air, because she's, she was originally running towards the tel- teleportation device and was like, <laughs> I turn around very quickly to Dresden, and I'm like, that's all I do. Just breathe. Exhale. I just exhale. <laughs> yeah. Dramatically. <laughs> I know that feeling. <laughs> what? I turn and look at all of you, like, um, with, a, you know, tears welling up in my eyes. I'm, like, kind of shaking my head in disbelief and kind of pleading to you guys, like, I need, I'm too irrational right now. I need help and guidance. What do we need? What should we do? I think we can go back and creep. Hmm down the hallway. There was nobody in the hallway when I looked previously. The doors were slightly ajar, so we might be able to kind of get a glimpse of what's going okay. on. Oh man, I'm Stealthy McGee. I got a plus eight. <laughs> I'll, nice. I will investigate. <laughs> so who is creeping towards the doors to get a look? I want to go, but I don't want to go I first. Will. <laughs> I will go first. Okay. I will go second. Alright, everybody going, Red. make a stealth for me. I'll hang behind. I got a 15. 23. 19. Alright, so you're all good um, as you're heading down this passageway and you're kind of cl- creeping along, so if anybody were to just walk into the door space, they wouldn't be able to easily see you. And as you make your way down this hallway, the sound of chanting becomes much, much louder, and many, many voices are now meeting your ears. And as you all kind of poke around the doorway, this is what you see. An underground cathedral opens before you. At one end, a sculptured balcony perches atop five rearing stone serpents, Blood dribbling from the serpent's jaws falls into a semicircular basin, and from there flows along a sloped trough into a wide stone bowl set into the floor. South of the bowl is a mezzanine, prominently situated atop which is a cauldron of steaming broth that exudes fleshy odors. To the west, a huge gong carved with snake patterns stands on the second balcony. So that's sort of the layout of the room. You get this very, like... Indiana Jones <laughs> vibe as you're looking down and you see that oh the whole room is very warm. So you're getting like, you're probably underground or you're getting a volcanic heat that is coming into here. And you see this large pool of blood towards the center of the room and you see about 50 Yonti crowded around the space and they're all together chanting and you see up on the balcony there are two figures there um two a female and a male uh you can tell from their top human halves but they have these giant serpentine lower bodies curled around them and they both have their arms outraised and kind of conducting whatever the ceremony is and you see that there are a few more of these snake-bodied yonti that are actually dragging 
humans or humanoids into the middle mm-hmm. of this pool. And it's like this kind of corrupt, almost baptism where they're grabbing the backs of their heads and shoving them like down into the blood. And then seconds later, like releasing them to gasp again and then shoving them back down. And as so you approach cool. that herb scent has gotten more and more and you can actually see the room is filled with this kind of hazy smoke all around um, and you see these large pyres uh, where it looks like incense is burning around the room so you're all just sort of getting mm. lightheaded as you're even this close to the whole thing for make additional perception checks everyone who's looking at this room oof I rolled a one. Oh, well I'm not I guess natural 20 Nice. I I'm too emotional well. about this. Please <laughs> tell me if you see my sister. <laughs> Natural 20. Yes. You see that one of the figures, one of, so there are five figures whose heads are being dunked in this pool and conducted. You recognize the face, even covered in blood as it is now, um, of your previous companion, Ashwin. Some She is involved somehow in this ritual. And you see she's limp in this Yonti's hands as they just keep dunking her again and again in this blood and this chorus of these alien strange voices is growing to a fever pitch. Holy shit. Well, she's in there. (laughs) It's bad. (laughs) It's very bad. I suppose we've got to get her out then. I I can't speak. I just like you know when you see people's jaws gritting, like you can see it like on their face. That's what's happening. It's up to you guys what should you want to do. Talk as a party. Should we? We should tell the others, and we should figure out a plan how to get her out before she is uh turned into the puddle of blood. I don't know if she's going to be turned into one, but uh, I think we need our gear. Yes, that is absolutely true as well. I cannot say anything, and I can't. I, I don't look away. How close is the closest Yanti to the door? So this room is pretty large. Um, so described yeah. as a cathedral. So this room is about fifty-five feet across. So from the door, you are probably about thirty feet away from the outer circle surrounding this blood pit in the middle of the room. Okay. Cool. That's exactly terrible. <laughs> <laughs> My apologies. Uh, it was given to me by the module. Uh. <laughs> well, you know. Any ideas? Before I do something stupid, because I will do something stupid. I support doing stupid things. I don't need weapons. I can use my I mean, fist. <laughs> I don't. I have my weapon eternally on me. I just... And I only have... So about... 50 on T in this room. I just want 50 is a lot. Um, I wish I had... Okay, yeah, I think we're going to need to find our gear. We're going to have to find our gear. I think we should You guys literally have to pull teleport. me away, because I don't want to leave sight of my sister. Totally. Yes, Dresden grabs and shakes your shoulders and looks you dead in the eyes and says, If we continue to do this now, we'll only all end up dead. If we're going to do this right, we need to be prepared. And I want to make a intimidate check. <laughs> I got an unnatural um, twenty. I only rolled a fifteen. You convince <laughs> you convince me <laughs> with compassion. <laughs> yeah, that was yes, some compassion right that's, there. That's the word I was looking uh, for. 
My compassion right. So you drag <laughs> angry compassion. <laughs> and what's the plan? Right, so we head back. Yeah, let's go to... I mean, unless any of us can I mean, swim, I think we should teleport. Um, so the way teleportation works, uh, mechanically, from what you know, you will easily be able to go back to either location you have been before. But if you're trying to go to a new, different location, I roll randomly for the unknown locations. Okay. I mean... Does that make sense? Yeah, let's see how fast we die. Right? I mean... Do you, let's <laughs> all It'll be fine. Random location? Only the penitent man will pass. Yeah, random location. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Oh, this is going to be real fun for me. Oh, wow. You've survived this crazy action and made it to mid-roll. I'm here to say... New listeners, if you've enjoyed this episode, our style, our banter, our melodic voices, whatever it may be, please consider listening to our regular programming with The Venture Maidens Podcast, available on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever podcasts are free. We also live stream our recordings every other Wednesday on Twitch. We've got a YouTube page, we've got a Patreon page, we've got it all, and you can find all the links at our website www.theventuremaidens.com For our regular listeners tuning in, hey y'all, you are the coolest. Isn't it amazing that your support got us on the official Wizards Podcast channel? We can't believe it and are seriously waiting to see what kind of profanity filter gets put on this episode. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening. You have a lot of choices for your audio entertainment, and you are truly a mother-flippin' connoisseur for choosing the Venture Maidens. Enjoy the rest of this hot, hot episode. Ahem. So, you have teleported to this random location. Let me read it for all of you. A fountain of cool water bubbles on the floor ahead. The scent of lilies fills the air, and silken drapes drift lazily in the heat. Archways open into shaded booths heaped with cushions and trays of sugared sweets. Lounging about are a dozen scantily clad humanoids, with eyes like those of snakes and scaly patches on their arms, legs, necks, and backs. Watching over them are a pair of e- inhuman bipedal reptiles. <laughs> we just we came to the booty room. Yep. Like, this is the harem. <laughs> this is the booty room. So in <laughs> as you appear, there's like a blink one two and then twelve female voices start screaming. Like, oh my god! And as they look, and people are like grabbing pillows and like covering their chests, and they're like, what? And you know, like flinging silks out of the way, scooting back, and like, as strangers are coming into the room. And you see on the far opposite side are these two big, all burly creatures. I vote we teleport the fuck out of here. Uh, Yeah, so these two creatures on the other side, they look like sort of dinosaur-ish, where they're full reptile, but they are standing on two legs, and they're looking at you with these beady eyes and double-wielding these scimitars that they unsling and start running towards you. Teleport! Is everybody cool? Is everybody cool? <laughs> Teleport. I, I mean, you, you're you the one with the control yeah. of the time. Right. Yeah. So. I mean, I gotta feel, I gotta feel your um, energies lined up in order to do that. Okay. <laughs> 
Oh. So yeah. It's like a Power Rangers moment. Do we do we go for random the other random room or do we go for one we've been in before? R- other random room. Might I mean, as well. it's kind of up to her, isn't it? Doesn't I? I if we're doing this, if she's doing this on a whim, like you are she gets screaming to this in the middle. Yeah, yeah. random room. Okay. <laughs> All right. So as you fling into this random room, you find yourselves standing on top of a stone balcony with that volcanic heat in front of you, and you realize you have teleported Ooh. onto the balcony of the ritual chamber and standing in front of you are these two the two snake like folks that you saw earlier now you see one is a woman with these long flowing black locks and this beautiful dark skin and dressed in these gold and bangles um is standing above raising her hands speaking to this Ritual, and the other is a male figure who's draped in this almost like mummy like cloth and has a bandage over his eyes um, and has these awful looking swords on his back. And as you kind of pop into existence, mm. the chanting halts for a moment as these two figures stop and both of them turn their heads back slowly to you, and the chamber goes deathly silent. I want to agonizing blast their ass! (laughs) (laughs) All right! (laughs) Should we roll initiative? Let's roll initiative, guys! (laughs) I got 23. Oh my gosh. 14. I rolled a 15. Mutt got a 20. Okay. So is everyone ready to die? <laughs> right? Because that's exactly what's going <laughs> to This is going to be great. This is really great. All right, I got to get some shit out. Oh, all right. Does anyone on this balcony cool, guys, have like, we got a this. weapon that they're holding that we can see visibly? Oh, hell yeah. <clears throat> that we can steal. That we can just snatch right out of their hands. <laughs> so the male Yonti on this balcony um, is wielding a, a, a giant fucking sword. It's huge. He is big, and the sword is big, and he has daggers strung along his belt. The woman also has daggers strung along her belt, but doesn't appear to have any other weapons with her. Hmm. Okay. So that is going to be Nassim. I want to try to sneakily attack, or not attack, I guess, just take the daggers off of the woman's I don't know, belt thing. Yeah, sure. Go ahead and make a stealth initially to kind of get over there and be quiet because you are only about 10 feet away from them on this balcony. 19. 19, okay. So you're really quiet uh, sneaking up there. And then go ahead and try and make a sleight of hand. Eight. Uh, Yeah, as you go ahead and you try and reach for one of the daggers... The female reacts with, like, lightning speed, almost, and you feel a hand swat at yours as she brings her glowing green emerald eyes around just to look at you with complete disdain. You feel the hatred of a thousand fires as she looks at you, and your uh, your attack is blocked. Great. Good stuff. Uh, but now you're squared off with her, which is super fun. Oh, and uh, Brian is going to be your turn next. So where are they positioned on the balcony? Like, are their backs to the balcony? So right now they are. So the balcony is only 
10 by 10 feet. They are standing on okay. the outside edge looking down into the rest of the room. So you guys are on the northernmost side in this tiny little alcove. And then they are, so 10 feet to the south. Are they close enough to the edge of the balcony where I can attempt to knock one of them off? They are the right on the edge, but there is like a little, you know, a lip. like four foot sure. kind of garden feature fence Are there around steps it. leading up to this balcony? Don't let that stop you. There are right. two ramps. You have not seen any steps in this temple, oh. but there are two ramps that lead down um, yeah. on each side. So it would take, they're probably about 30 feet, so it would take another Yonti about one round to get up here. Uh, so I'm going to pull out the shield and try and rush the male Yonti and knock him off of the ledge. That would be an 18. Okay. Um, so as you move and shove him uh, towards the balcony, it's sort of like he turns to you and you just don't feel any resistance as you push him and he allows that to carry him backwards. And as you see him kind of do this like half bend sort of dive off of the balcony, you see his tail shimmer and transform into the smaller kind of version. And then you hear like a hissing sound along the rocks as you see like the size of like an anaconda tail kind of swoop down gently along the balcony. Okay. Ugh. Hmm. Ew. Interesting. I'd like to peer over the balcony edge and assess approximately how far it is down to the next ledge. Make a perception check. Ooh, um, 22. Okay. 23. So immediately as you peer over the edge, you notice that a large pitch black snake is winding its way downwards, hooking itself onto the the natural rock formation and crannies as it's peacefully making its way downwards along this balcony, um, which would be about a 20-foot drop down. I really want to jump down there. Fuck that guy. That's the guy we need to go after. (laughs) If you were to drop straight down from here, you would fall into the blood pit. So you see 20 feet below you is that Uh blood pit where they have the five prisoners that have been bathing now. And all of them now have just one guard, and all of the guards are poised and about to run up the ramps on both sides. Um, So you have that to look forward to because it is now the woman's turn. You hear her hiss to you, Filthy slaves, you will fall beneath the power of Dendar. And I need you all to make intelligent saving throws for me. Is that a being charmed? Oh. No, it's a frightened effect. Lucky barbarian. I rolled an 11. I rolled a 4. I rolled, a I rolled a ten. I rolled a four as well. <laughs> I, wow! I got a sixteen. <laughs> well, you're raging. You're immune to being charmed. Yeah. While you're raging, yeah. charmed, it's frightened. But right. I mean, but frightened, the frightened, frightened or charmed. Barbarian is the only one who succeeds this. So let's start with this part. Uh, you are all going to take 
16 psychic damage. Whoa! As you begin to feel this nightmarish sense just crawl into you, and it's very familiar to that sense of fog you got when you were captured. It's like everything around you becomes dark shadows and shapes, and everything is gray, and the swirling mist all around you, and you look at your companions, and they become these twisted, clawed demons, and everything is just out to get you and you don't know who to trust and everything is terrifying and you just want to get the hell out of here. So you all, until you make your saves, are going to be ensorcelled in this nightmare world and everything is going to be at disadvantage until you get out of here. Um, And at this point, you hear slash see in your nightmarish wake all of these figures begin moving and like the sounds of slithering and you feel like the walls are all constricting around you and the sense of just snakes in space disappearing and barbarian in your in your rage you can just see that there are enemies now filtering from the bottom level are finally starting everybody's addressing the situation and you see about 10 uh, of these Yonti creatures, all of them mostly on two legs, begin running up on each side. So it's a mix of the ones that look vaguely humanoid and a mix of the ones that look like all lizard folk coming up. So ten and ten on each side. We tried. We tried, folks. All right. So then uh, we're going to jump back up. Um, so, Nassim, it is your turn. You can try to resist the illusion. You're going to make another intelligence check because while you're in this state, you can't do anything. Yeah, so basically. You are just so. Yeah, that's your turn is going to be making this save to get out of this nightmare escape because right now you're so terrified you can't take any actions. I rolled an 18 that time. Yes. So the visions begin to fade for you. So that wave of terror that came over you and you see the the woman as you break control seems to like shudder, but she's got her hands out and still maintaining this like aura cloud around her. And now you see the other 20 combatants that are heading up the stairs around you and are going to be there to attack next round. But that's the end of your turn. You get a bad feeling about this. Got a bad feeling. I'm going to um, rush the lady snake and try and push her off the balcony to maybe break her For sure. hold nice. over my companion. I am going to give you advantage because she is so involved in casting the spell. All right. First one's a 14. Second one is a 19. Nice. Oh, yes. She rolled a two. You push her. <laughs> this is some Simba shit. Uh, so you go and you like just barrel into her her body like rage like and you shove her back the five feet and you hear this kind of hissing scream as she goes and delves off over the side. Let's get, let's give her a concentration, shall we? Um, nope, <laughs> nope. That super doesn't work. Uh, so the rest of you. <laughs> the uh, the illusion is blocked as this woman just pushed off the balcony uh, and the spell releases its hold over all of you. So now it's not the unnatural arcane terror. It's just the normal terror of having 20 Yanti soldiers rushing Fabulous. up at you. And you hear, yes, falling sounds. Oh, man. Like the clamoring of rocks as she's trying to grip on and... Indeed. Wow. Great. And then we're going to go to... That was... Okay, so Drew, you are out of your mind prison. Great. So now there are... Neither of the two are on the balcony. They've One has escaped and one has been pushed off. Uh, but there are 
10 yon T coming up the ramp to your left and 10 coming up to your right. Well, I have an idea. We leave. We stop the ritual, we leave. <laughs> we get back on the thing. Let's go. Sounds good. I'm going to head back for the teleport circle. So I'm going to give you... So this is kind of in between rounds. So this is like a little freebie. If you want to all go and move as a group to the teleportation pad, can. Otherwise, you can stay in turn combat. Could could someone get to a- uh, Ashwin quickly and back quickly? Like the I could mi- I can I could misty step down there. Yeah, and, like, I can run, run back up. Okay, sure. But my question is, you doesn't can't she's... bring her back that Correct. way. Correct. So right. you have to carry her. Uh, yeah, it doesn't say I can take anyone with me, but I can still run forty-five feet per second. She also has a guard still. Yeah, she has a guard with her. You are thirty feet down. You would have to run back up a ramp that is full of ten Yonti guards. You would not be able to do that in a round. No, it'll definitely take multiple rounds. But I think I think we could do it. I think we could save her. It's gonna it's gonna be awesome. We just gotta do it. I, I want to save my sister. That's my main focus. So if you guys decide that it's better for everyone to get the fuck out, I'm staying. Because I'm gonna. If we stay, we're gonna die. Well, I mean. They don't know she's your sister, so if we just leave, they'd have to start the whole ritual over. They're not just gonna like stab her and be like, eh, "Well, there we go, solve that." You problem. would not be able. You would not be able to convince <laughs> me with that logic. That's fair. Yeah, I'm gonna. Well then, does anybody else have arcane ability except for Brittany the Warlock? No. Then she is the only one who can activate the teleport circle. Our other choice is to Fuck. wait for the Yanti to get closer to the top, and then we all jump into the blood pit and crawl out. So we have right now, it's going to be Brittany's turn, Sage's turn, and then the Yanti are going to be there attacking you. They have already made it up the ramps. Okay, okay. how wide is the ramp? How many Yanti can be side by side? Or how So they're going, two, they're going uh, two by two. So it's bottlenecked, and so that's like 10 feet wide? I mean, if I set up, if I set up a spell that was bigger than the width of the ramp, that would seriously impede. There are two ramps, but yes, one. Perhaps. Ooh, I can do that too. Okay, so I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna tell everyone what my plan is. Like, we need to block the ramps as much as possible, and I'm gonna cast Hunger of Hadar. It's my favorite spell. On um, one of the ramps. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I, I made sure to grab that one. Um, yeah. So I, I cast Hunger of Hadar on the left ramp. How many people uh, have to make saves? Uh, so that'll be four. Four? Okay. In that range. Yeah. No, just roll your damage, girl. I know the spell. Okay. Intimately at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's... Oh, shit. Ooh, milky rubbing tentacles. It's gonna be seven Ooh. damage. Yuck. West side is blocked. <laughs> so they are now having a hard time. West coast, best coast. As they scream. <laughs> um, and these otherworldly tentacles are blocking their passage up. So you've effectively stopped the west side for a bit. Uh, and then moving to Sage. Alright, so I'm going to shadow step down there to... Actually, I would like to make a perception check first to see if I can pick out Ashwin among all of them. Oh, yeah. So no I one can... has pointed that out to you. <gasps> Natural oh, 20. Good. 
it's gonna be a heart check because now they're all just humanoids covered, caked in blood. Lovely. But you managed to pick out the face of your companion held by one of these guards that stand, looks mostly humanoid, standing, holding her. No problem. I'm just gonna jump down there uh, next to them. Use my monk slow fall. You totally do. And, uh, wow, it's surprising. <laughs> You're just like, <laughs> coming slow down um, towards her. Yeah, I do. I do a front flip off of the little railing and just go. <laughs> so you take your time as you're coming down. And as you're floating down, you see a uh, bruised kind of landed body of the female who was pushed off of the balcony initially. Um, she's actually climbing her way out of the lo- the blood pit at the moment. So you see this half-caked, bloody female looking at you with just oh, it pleases me. intense fucking rage. And it's her turn. She's just going to do an Eldritch Blast. <gasps> she's the warlock of Dendar. Oh my god, she's like Arnadel from oh, the universe. We're like, we're gonna have to kill her because there can only be one, right? There can only be one. There, <laughs> there can only be one. Sweet. Okay, I'm rolling my spell attack. Oh, that's natural twenty. Oh shit, guys, I might, I might die right now. Yeah, that like real, like like real talk. <laughs> it's, uh... So that is going to be nine damage from the first blast. I am super unconscious. Uh, well then. <laughs> um, she was so mad. Um, all right, and then at this point, the Yonti on the west wing are completely blocked right now, not knowing what to do with themselves with this Eldritch invocation. But on the east side, guards are now pouring up, and they're enough to engage with all of you. So four of these guards are going to be coming up. It's uh, it's hard running Yonti because they have like five different types. Yeah. So I am just trying to fly by the seat of my pants here. Uh, so Samir, one hits you with a natural 20. Wow, my dice are rolling great tonight. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Oh, Whatever, boy. I hear the delight in your voice. I know, they never rolled this well. Um, so one is going to <laughs> stab you with a spear for 10 damage as it runs up and engages with you. And then next on the row, Brittany. Oh my god, you guys, I got another natural Shut 20. Up. This is ridiculous. Stop it. Oh my god, Stop I wish I could show you this. This is weird. This, this truly is the podcast of What's annihilation. I know. All right, that is going to be. 11 damage. That's a lot. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. There are multiple attacks. Fuck, we're so bummed! So, does a 15 hit you? No, it does not. Okay, alright. I'm all like, no, it sure does not. (laughs) Okay, so that one doesn't. So that one's done. And then squaring off with Drew, I'm guessing a 7 won't hit you. You are correct. But does a 19 hit you? Oh, barely. Yeah. All right, that is going to be a seven with one stab of its spear. Swing. Does a 16 hit you? No? Me? No. All right, you're good. And then Brian. Ooh, a 25. Ooh. So that'll be seven damage on the first one. That one won't hit. That one won't hit. 
All right. I mean, it, it seems you roll natural 20s only against your own players. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, For my yeah. favoritism. suspicious of Celeste. <laughs> and now all the guards who didn't immediately rush in are sort of like talking to each other and like hissing back and forth, trying to formulate some kind of plan on that side. Uh, all right. Oh, my goodness. And then Nassim. There are four guards currently on the platform engaged with all of you. Teen more waiting in the ranks on the eastern side, and the western side is pretty effectively shut down right now. All right, then I'd like to prevent the eastern side from moving forward. And spike growth! I approve this message. Okay, the ground in a 20-foot radius, um, centered in a point. Within range sprouts, hard spikes and thorns, and it becomes difficult to terrain whenever people try to move through the area. And they also take 2d4 of piercing damage for every 5 feet that they travel. Cool. So go ahead and roll that damage right now, because um, a whole bunch of them are about to take that. Okay. It's just like 6 of them crowded in. Okay, 5. Alright, so uh, as these grasping thorns, like plunge out of volcanic earth they all like sort of scream and hiss at you uh, at the sheer surprise of it all you're keeping those folks entertained but you still got the four on the balcony around you and then uh, right uh so then we're jumping to brian and i've got one on me correct correct you all have one on you right yeah i'm gonna try and reach up and uh crush his skull <laughs> that's a great i'm, 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 inc- I'm incredibly strong <laughs> right. snakes have weak skulls Respect. sure <laughs> That's canon. <laughs> we do. It is now. That's a, right? It's a 24. Uh, so let's do, for skull crushing, let's do an opposed strength. Okay. Because he's putting up his hands, right, and trying not sure. to make this happen. Yeah, nope, you did it. <laughs> nope. nope. Uh, so, okay, skull crushing damage. Mm, let's go with a... I, you know, that's so cool. I'm going to say you crush a skull, just because... <laughs> shit, that's awesome. You you do it. You hear this disgusting splattering sound as this yonti in front of you, who is one of the two-legged, so uh, one of the purebloods, standing next, and you just and bring him down, and you just have this limp body in your hands that you sort of put to the ground, and you're like, shh, 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 and it just <laughs> drops in front of you onto the ground. So now there are only three standing <laughs> remaining on this balcony. Would you like to move at all on your turn? Yes. I'm going to uh, move closer to Samir and try and aid Samir. Cool. All right, so you square off, so now you all are flinking that one, Yonti. All right, and then uh, jumping along, Drew, what's what? Well, hmm? first thing, uh, you're all going to get me killed. And then I'm going to, I'm going to dive off the balcony into the blood pill. Woo! All right. Let's go ahead and make a, give me either an athletics or an acrobatics to try and land gracefully. Um, actually, let me ask you, is the big Yonti still in there? The female? The female is at the base of the pool. She's not in the pool, but she is next to the pool. Can I try to land on her as part of my attack? <laughs> I love it. Yes. Uh, yes. Use your body as a weapon. Uh, so go ahead and either make an athletics or an acrobatics to pull off this dive maneuver. So if you do okay. land on her, she is solid ground, so you will be taking falling damage, but she will also take damage. I'll accept it. <laughs> All right. Acceptable. Modified 20. Nice. Okay. 
So you just do like a beautiful swan dive as you go and like charge off and you're like aiming your fist, your body just gracefully falling down exactly where you want it to go. So you are going to take six bludgeoning damage as you fall and hit the ground. It's a little bit cushioned. I didn't roll the three, the third d6 for you <laughs> um, because you are cushioned by a big squishy snake body um, and go yeah. ahead how heavy are you? I actually didn't never roll a weight for him, but what else? Like, like 150. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, roll 2d6 and she will take that damage from your fallen body. It's a total of six. <laughs> uh, so you go and just tackle her like as in she was not expecting that in any way as this <laughs> elf comes flying out it. of the air. Uh, so you land on top of her. So she falls over onto the ground with you. So you're both prone. Uh, and then... Since we're entwined, can I, can I finish, can I finish by prison shanking her? Yes. Oh, sure. You know what? You rolled so well. You can have that like knife in your hand as you fall for sure. Yes. Do it. Uh, so it's a roll to attack. Get advantage on that because it's very surprising. <laughs> it's right on top of her. Exactly. Yes. Fourteen damage. Fourteen. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then, are you gonna allow me my second dagger attack, or would that? Be no, no, that's excessive. Okay, sure. But okay, that's great. Wow, that's a lot of damage. She is not looking great at this point. Um, she's looking pretty roughed up after all of this drama. Good, she deserves yeah. it. Wow. Okay, Britt, we're up to you. I have these. So I, I've used Misty Step, but mm-hmm. I also have an ability. Misty Escape. Okay. Technically, I should have used Misty Escape as a reaction when I was injured. May I plead to you to use it as an action to get down to my sister? Yeah, for sure. Okay. And the perk of this Misty Escape is that I turn invisible and I remain invisible until the start of my next turn or until I attack or cast a spell. Okay. So I want to get down there. Okay. Does that take a full action? Um, what is the travel time on that spell? Or like what? Because it's... I teleport up to 60 feet to an unoccupied space that I can see and I remain Sweet. invisible. So yeah, you teleport down there. Would I be able to also give Sage, my health potion. Uh, are you? Where are you teleporting down to? My sister. Okay, so your sister is is about ten feet away from your sister. So I would teleport in between Sage and my sister, right? Okay, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna grab my sister and then shove my health potion into Sage's mouth. (laughs) Okay, you can't do both, is what I'm explaining to you. Oh, I see. Uh, So you can either grab your sister or you can give her the health potion. Like I said earlier. Okay. Because my sister's probably not going anywhere, I'm going to shove the health, and I and Sage could potentially help me get my sister, I'm going to shove the health potion into Sage's mouth first. And that's 2d4 okay. plus 2. Yay. All right. Go ahead. Roll it. Sweet. Uh, that's eight, eight health points. Nice. Sweet. I gasp and shoot to sit straight up. <laughs> Snake lady is so mad with a uh, with a drew on top of her. <laughs> Fabulous, extra mad. All right, and then uh, Sage, it's your turn. <laughs> How fortuitous! How convenient. <laughs> All right, 
I, yeah, bolts upright. I'd like to make a perception check to get a feel for my surroundings, see who's, like, how many enemies around me. Sure. Spot the one who's uh, got her sister. Ooh, yeah, uh, 26. Okay. Uh, so taking stock of the situation. Right now, there are, so about 10 guards on the western side. Um, there were 10 guards on the eastern side who went up. Uh, you know that there were about right. 50 in the room. So about 12 right. darted off out of this room to the western door and Ooh, to the more. southern door that lead out of this room. Um, they kind of ran away. You Ooh. have no sign of the male Yonti after he transformed into a snake. Totally gone. Uh, the female snake is now collapsed underneath your companion. She was looking pretty bad off. Um, the guards that are currently... So there are five guards remaining around the blood pool that are holding the captives right now. And they are looking pretty shaken up by everything that has happened. Cool. All right, I'd like to go... Oh, I'd like to, yeah... Run over to the guard who is, uh, who's got Ashwin. Mm -hmm. Is he like holding her or anything? So or is he just like, she is limp right now in his arms. So she looks kind of comatose. So he has just got like his two hands on either side of her, kind of holding her way okay. right now. Perfect. I'm going to go use one of my attack actions and I want to grapple him and I want to put him in like a sleeper hold and like bring him down to the ground. <laughs> Do could I get advantage cuz I'm having I'm coming from behind and surprising yes, him? Yes, and he is also holding an object right now, like a dead weight person. So, totally. <laughs> he rolled like garbage. <laughs> I got a 22. It's the only time I'll ever do so well in a strength check. Yeah. So you're like, no. And you just like grapple and separate him. He has no idea it's coming. So he goes down to the ground. And there's actually a large smacking sound as Ashwin's body hits the ground. Because she can't support her own weight right now. All right. For my second attack, as he's down on the ground, I'd like to do a full like swoop over and curb stomp his face. Oh, ah. shit. Oh, uh, uh, she's fucking yeah, dude, pissed. Damn. <laughs> I mean, I support you, but I don't need to see that shit. Yeah. No. You God. I mean, I'll, you, you know, like it. when you need, your friend needs to let that shit, the evil out, and you just have to turn, you have to turn around and let it happen. Turn an eye and be like, oh my God. Oh God. Ten. Yes. Ten, Love yes. that move. Yes. And exactly that. Exactly that. He'll stomp. It's like the end of uh, Death Proof. Oh, yeah. man. That fucking asshole. All right. 10 damage. Okay. <laughs> oh, that was a ten? so satisfying. Yes. 10 damage yeah. to his I'm going to say you knock this guy out cold because he just had no idea what was going on. And you get that curb stomp and just down, down oh, yeah. and out. All right. Yeah. And I want to be like, turn over, turn towards Bryn and say, I've got him down. Now let's carry her I out. I look at, back at you and I'm like, so it is <laughs> lady lady's turn. <laughs> um, you suddenly hear a popping sound and the body of the right. woman begins to transform underneath you and you see arms basically begin to <laughs> shrink in and vanish into a body that was half human, half snake is now altering into this large snake form, complete scales as you find yourself wrestling with a- Are you gonna make me complete the, like, the end of Conan, where I have to fight a giant snake? Do it. 
do it. Yes. This is the final stage. Yes. Um, she has transformed now into her final snake form, her boss form. <laughs> so you're going to grapple with a snake. Let's see how that goes. Well, I feel like a snake has advantage. Snake does have it's advantage. But That's grapple. why she, she <laughs> did that. You're battling a rope with muscles. They get to, yeah. <laughs> they get to, yeah. they get she's to do that for She's free. making, yeah, as part of this. So strength v. strength. All right. So roll strength. An eight? Eighteen. Oh, an eighteen. Oh, she got a twenty-three. Well, I figured right. she was going to win this oh, one. Oh, man. So, yeah, she melds this into what is called a constrict attack. Um, so as she grapple wins the grapple, her coils constrict around you, so you begin to feel your chest and everything get so, so tight, and you're having trouble breathing as you're going to take constrict damage cool all right so that's going to be a six plus five eleven damage eleven bludgeoning damage how are you doing on health man it's getting real bad and you are restrained meaning that you cannot take an action until you fight out of this Mm. this has been a pretty brutal fight you guys i have taken a lot of damage (laughs) yeah this has been really intense this is a i would hmm. um Mm -hmm. you guys are doing very well Oh, so I know. I my dice have been blessing me for sure. Um, okay, and then the rest of the on team can move in. So uh, the three who are still remaining. So we're gonna go ahead. One is still attacking Nasim. No, nope. These are the ones that are still up there. Um, does an eighteen beat your AC, Nasim? Mine is eighteen. Perfect. So it beats it. Okay, so on its first attack, it succeeds, and it will get to roll. Give it uh, to me. I will. <laughs> okay, so four damage. Second attack also hits. It's going to do seven damage. Third attack does not hit. Brian, you went over to help Nassim, so there's one sitting on you, Brit. So that one is attacking you. Me? Oh, natural one. <laughs> yes. Okay, second attack is going to hit you. Is it? That'll be eight damage. Uh, I'm assuming your AC is not above a 24? No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm all snarking yeah. like, is it? Um, how much damage? No. How much damage? Uh, that was six damage. And then the second one hits you as well for four damage. Um, sorry, the third one. They get three attacks. Yeah, it's really crazy. So the ones who are still entrapped, so there's two of them, they're going to try and make their deck saves move out. They have to beat a 16. Okay, so the first one beat it. Second one did not. So the first... So the the one who is trapped still um, just goes down. She just goes down in the tentacle. He just sort of gives up and like takes a knee. I He's, feel like, it. I, into the darkness. I feel it and uh, but, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but the other one springs forward and is going to attack the closest person, who is going to be our good friend Brian, who ran to the aid of Nassim. Is a 20 going to hit your AC? Yes. All right. You are going to take nine damage from the first hit. Second one does not hit. Third one does hit. Ooh, 10 damage. Ayah. This one is so mad. He's got the the pain of madness in his eyes as he's drug himself out of the tentacles of darkness. Uh, and then on the other side, uh, so for these thorns, how does that work, Nassim, with spike growth? 
starting their turn, do they take damage? Or is it just they take it once and then they can move through? They take damage for every five feet that they move within oh, within a 20-foot radius. Cool. So go ahead and roll two d4s for me for that damage. Shit. Ooh. That's tight. Eight. Okay. Um. So another one goes down on the east side. Um, but more are still trying to pick their way and move out of the thorns. Getting dangerous. All right. And then that was their turn. So we're back up to top at Nassim. I like how this game turned into one giant three-hour combat. Yeah. I mean, where else were we supposed to go, that flooded game? Hey, man, there's a whole dungeon room. <laughs> there was a whole This is dungeon. the center room. I know Celeste is crying in the darkness as she wrote out 20 other room descriptions. <laughs> this is fun. Half the party is downstairs right now. So it's actually only the two of you upstairs, right? It's only Nassim and... Brian are up there, don't so you're just facing the hordes alone. <laughs> don't we want to try to make it back to the to the teleport rock? So it's just Nassim and Brian are upstairs right Where's now, Drew? facing a horde of like fifteen Yonti. Drew is on top of it. It the Drew and the female Yonti are grappling, <laughs> wrestling. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So Brett, you get your sister. I'm gonna run over and help Raoun try and get out of this bitch's okay. clutches. Um, and then we'll make our way towards that door where we saw when we were originally peeking on the in. Eastern it's probably side. the best way out. Yeah, I don't think we're going to be able to make it out and up to the teleport pad, so we'll just run we're back that way. Probably not going to get to go back that way. Yeah, pro- probably wouldn't be a great idea with all the spike growth and the milking. Run- and, and the horde. Don't forget the horde. <laughs> don't forget the and horde. The, and the of horde. <laughs> the horde is you the biggest are. issue because we can always dispel our spells. This is true. <laughs> Though, I mean, that, like, doesn't matter, but even if we go out through that, when we go through the east door, we're gonna end up at a, we can, there's another portal in true, that room true. anyway. That, yeah, so, that was, you know, that whatever. was the big thing that I wanted to get to. Was a portal, but yeah, you, yas. Yas. <laughs> yas, okay. Good. We got our game plan. Let us Jump go. into the blood pit. <laughs> Jump into the blood pit. It's great. It's the best. The blood Everybody's fine. having so much fun. <laughs> Uh, it's in the blood pit, huh? It's turned to the it's turned to the end of descent. Everyone's just covered in blood and fighting. Yes, yeah. yes, no. It's very gory. <laughs> yeah, violence level three. Um, on all these video video games, Peggy doing 18. the backstroke very oh, leisurely. Whose turn was it? I'm so lost. Um, Nassim's? Uh, well, I was trying to decide oh, if I should Nassim. be walking towards you guys or or not. So yeah, Nassim, you should come down. All right, then I start making my way down. You so leap. that would be jumping off the balcony. I bet you can All do right. it. You can do it. Uh, you are going to incur an attack of opportunity from your Yonti friend if you run away. That's what I gotta do. Disengage. Disengage. Yeah, you can use your action to disengage and then jump over the thing. Okay, I'll do that. <laughs> disengage. <laughs> I always envision disengage as people like bowing and like putting their hands Being up like- and like walking away. Like, <laughs> I imagine it as people holding daggers and going, woo! And doing like magic tricks and then just flipping away. So disengage. And then you you're gonna jump off? Yes. So go ahead and make an athletics or an acrobatics for me, whichever you prefer. It's a thirteen. <laughs> also, you should also land on the game for squishy uh, stick body. Uh, a, th- a thirteen is not gonna quite do it. Uh, oh, you no. land and you're half in the rocks, half in the pool. 
Uh, that is going to be five falling damage as you hit the rocky floor. Brian, you are alone on this balcony. Right, yeah. I, I think I'm going to follow suit and uh, try and swan dive off the balcony onto the snake lady. Fantastic. <laughs> so that'll be an athletics or an acrobatics for you. 14. <laughs> okay. So 14. So you managed to sort of land on the Drew snake situation. Uh, you kind of get your like arms come down and it's like a little bit of bludgeoning. So actually everybody in this pile is just going to take one damage from from that <laughs> choice. So it's just like a monkey pile like down here at the bottom. Um, and then you really are great. going to take uh, snakes in a barrel. <laughs> So you are going to take five falling damage from this jump. <laughs> so you're all at the bottom of the, this pit, and everybody is so confused in this room. I'm, oh my I'm gosh. I'm confused too. Can imagine. So. Yeah, what is happening? I'm right there. Nobody <laughs> knows. So, Brittany, <laughs> it's your turn. At this point, I've been waiting to... So I just revived Dresden, and I turn around and I grab my sister, Ashwin, who's mute, by the way. And I look at her, and she understands me, obviously, because she can hear. And I'm just like... She is catatonic. She's catatonic? Right now, she is yeah, she's not unconscious. responsive. And it, her eyes are open, but it's like she's not there. Can I use a quick Eldritch Sight and do detect magic on her? Sure. She has a strange kind of greenish-black aura about her. Something has happened to her. All right. I know I'm going to address the group and know I'm, this is purely a role-playing decision. So forgive me. I'm going to use my final spell slot to cast a spell magic on my sister. Okay. We can take a short rest once we get the I know, fuck I should, out of here. I, I could have used, I only have two <laughs> spell slots and I, I use the final spell slot to cast a spell magic on my sister. Go ahead. And before you do that, uh, make an arcana roll for me. To get a read more on this magic. Thank you, my guardian angel. Yeah. That's an 11. So just as a general look, um, you're not really sure what's wrong with her. You're getting the sense it's not a spell that's been cast on her. It's something about her that has changed. Oh, no. Oh, man. She been turned into a Yanti? No. Or some other weird shit? Okay, um, I get that deep sense and a dread takes over me, so I just grab my sister and I I just get a death grip on her and pull her with me. All right, and then moving along, so Sage, where are you? All right, she, Bryn looks like she has a good handle on her sister, so I'm gonna go over and try and see if I could help. I'm gonna start beating the shit out of Yanti Snake Lady and try and hope hope that it might loosen her grip on poor Rowan. Beat the shit out of her. Punch her in her snake face. I'm gonna choke her with her own snake tongue. Uh So violent on this Graphic! Jeez. Um, alright. She got a 16. Uh, that will hit. Excellent. Alright. Damage, 10 damage, and then for her second attack, boop, 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 21, sorry, 22. Damage? Oh, no, to hit. Yes, no, that's fine. to hit. <laughs> it's like, that's a problem. That look of fear. It's like, um, good God. <laughs> um, but that will be another 10 damage. Uh, yes. 
Beep, 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 beep. And then she's going to spend a fourth key point to do a flurry of blows. Boop yeah. snake snoop. 18 to hit for seven damage. And then the final one is a 17. Uh-huh. For an, an additional 10 damage. Would you like to tell me how you kill her? Yay. Yes, she needs to die. Uh, so Make she... glorious. <laughs> <laughs> so she runs over. She... Puts like the arms around, kind of like put, tries to put her in like a full Nelson, and then like with the, and then she takes her knee and knees into its like neck. Along down her long, elongated body, and then, um, yeah, wraps her legs around, and then just like leans back, and you hear the crack of the spine as she goes, lip. Oh man, so she is. Down and out. Uh, so this would normally be her turn. So all of the Yonti now in this room are in complete chaos. Both of their leaders have either vanished or been murdered. Just chaos is flooding about while well, about 20 Yonti are still in this room just looking back and forth at each other. So you all have a moment to sort of, what are you doing? You're all at the bottom. What's going on? Running for that yeah, fucking time, door I'm gonna, to the east. Yeah, I'm going to throw Ashwin over my shoulder and head for the door. Yep, time to run. Yeah, yeah. so you, you scoop her limp body up over your shoulder and make a break for that eastern door. And in the confusion, you just throw open the doors and run back. And you're making your way towards this throne room. Um, and as yeah, you make your way fabulous. into that eastern chamber and back into the throne room, uh, you see standing before you several of these large... Yontees with these huge masculine warrior bodies and snake tails <sighs> looping around you and in front of them you recognize the male from before and he lets out in a slithering voice so I suppose you are prisoners to be reckoned with perhaps we can strike some kind of contract and as he lets that go the scene, f- the scene fades to black, and that is the end of ah! our session for the evening. Uh, I'm all about contracts. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, what I <laughs> We did it, everyone. Thank you, kind of, so much. Yes, we did it, kind of. This is just a small snippet in the wonderful, wonderful adventure of the Tomb of Annihilation. I wish we could play more for you, but we're also busy with our own podcast. But stay tuned for all the other episodes that are coming out to launch this awesome product. We are so stoked to be a part of this big launch. So again, I have been Celeste Conowich, your DM, usually on the Venture Maidens podcast. I have been another warlock, but this time Aladrin, played by Brittany Quintero. I've been a uh, wood elf ranger named Samir, played by Nassim. <laughs> and my name is Sage, and I played a drow monk of the shadows. I've been Mutt, half-orc barbarian, Brian Oxer from the You Meet in a Tavern podcast. Woo! And I've been Rahum. Uh, this is Drew Tillman from the Taking Initiative podcast. Yeah, and before we sign off for the night, uh, Brian, where can we find out more about you and more about your podcast? Give us some links, man. 
Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Stasis, the number four, and then Life. Uh, you can also find us at YMIA Tavern on Twitter. And we also have a Facebook page. Neat. And uh, Drew, where can we find you? Uh, you can find the Taking Initiative podcast on Twitter at TI underscore pod. You can follow me at NotThatDrew on Twitter. And we have a website that is thespark.network. And uh, one of the maidens, do you want to call out uh, everywhere you can find us? Maybe you, Brittany? <laughs> I was about to say, Brittany, that's all She put up the you. captain's hand. www.theventuremaidens.com uh, Yes, and you can also, of course, if you ever want to talk to us, follow us on Twitter, at Venture Maidens. So, of course, you can find all our links on theventuremaidens.com, but we have a YouTube. We do Twitch streaming every other week, sometimes weekly, uh, and our podcast. So thank you, everyone so much for listening to this episode and you know it's not venture maidens but uh boys do you want to join us in a in a venture away are you ready are you ready to say it okay one two three all right thank you everybody and have a great great goddamn night all right bye-bye okay bye-bye adventurers for listening to another episode of the venture maidens podcast be sure to leave us a rating and review on itunes and if you like social media you can follow us on twitter instagram or facebook the easiest way to do that is to check out our website where you'll find links to everything if you'd like to contribute to making our show even better please consider donating to our patreon for just one dollar a month you can unlock all of our super special bonus content and even more it would mean the world to us. Thank you as always to Paul Harping for doing our intros and Anxious Sounds for creating our musical tracks. And a very, very special thank you to Wizards of the Coast for inviting us to be a part of such a wonderful project. That's all for me. And until next time, venture away.